I think uh, what, what has really changed for me is um, being being able to believe myself, being able to execute every single strategy that I actually think of. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we continue the conversation with buyer's agent and property developer Sanders Malaya. Learn how he gets phenomenal returns on his property investments, how he manages properties all across Australia, the personal habits that have contributed to his success and so much more. Malaya first completed plenty of study and put what he learned into practice before he began property development and even then, he started small. Pretty much uh, my inspiration is um, I, I, I do a lot of study, whatever I engage myself in, I make sure I thoroughly go through everything and, 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 and learn uh, completely about it. And then practice also is, uh, is an integral part of that. If you just learn, read books and never do it, you you do not perfect it so once i had done my my studies i try i started traveling to different councils around australia i visited about 32 councils uh the reason for that is just to have that confidence to be talking to different professionals understanding how councils work and 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 that that's how i started into proper development then by understanding uh, you know what their requirements are when 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 it comes to developments, and then I, I did start small so that in case I make a mistake, I, I I am able to move out. So that's why I I just started with a single um, uh, construction, just building one one single home, and then once I saw the process, the process is pretty much the same when you build ten or twelve townhouses or something like that but then uh, by starting small i got to understand the, the the entire process from you know applying for the permits getting all the permits approved uh you know hiring professionals like builders uh and then also being being able to follow through to make sure everything is done uh, on time um so yeah, that, that's that's how I started pretty, pretty much, and 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 also talking to people uh, like Jason, uh, you know, here and there. Whenever I had a, a question that I couldn't understand, I would, I would, I would text him or, or call him and say, "Look, I'm actually stuck here. What, what do you think? What, what 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 next can I do?" However, the construction process for this property development wasn't smooth sailing. The construction itself was supposed to take six months, but it ended up taking a year because because of the builder that 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 I engaged. I didn't do much research on the builder, um, on, only to realize that they were they were not a very a very good builder. So, but anyway, for for that one year, the the results that came from it were 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 quite phenomenal. So that was that first one you did, right? Where you you made two hundred eighty thousand. Is that the first property you're talking about? Yes. I guess that was in a, in a, a market that was growing as well too, because I think that was you purchased that block of land before the market had started climbing. Yeah. So that 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 that, that was the benefit then that uh, you know I, I bought the land very cheap 
and then uh, the build was very cheap and and also the market was uh, moving upwards. Malaya tells us a bit more about what he did after his first property development, which involved purchasing and building properties. So after that, I then mixed up. So I I could uh, so I I did uh, and I did one of the plan deal. Uh, in uh, Townsville, where I bought a unit that was being built of the plan. Uh, that one I did very well as well. The purchase price was 300000 And then uh, at uh, completion, it was valued at 380000 So, And that took about two years. And then uh, after that, I did a house and land package in um, Newcastle. Um, so I, I, the, there was a house there that was built. And then after that, all my other purchases were pretty much developments. So I've done developments in Wollongong, uh, Newcastle, Brisbane, and, and Tasmania. He then gives us the time frame within which he managed to accumulate 15 properties. So it's, a uh, Pretty much, I can say six years, 2013 to 2016. Sorry, 2013 to 2019. He goes on to tell us whether he keeps or sells these properties. Pretty much, my philosophy is to keep, but however, it depends what is happening. For instance, if I build four townhouses, uh, I may sell three and, and leave one or I may sell two and leave two depending on the outcome, but all the properties that I'm keeping, they're all positive cash flow properties that I don't need to revisit again. Ah, uh, excellent. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. How did you manage to continue to fund it? Because yeah, if you to to buy property, oh, sorry, develop the properties and you know, once, once you've developed them, obviously you've got to somehow pay off the debt. Um, so you manage to buy some, sell some, buy some, sell some and hold some. So you're able to continue to accumulate more and more properties. Yeah, so because they are positively geared, so that's why I, I continue borrowing money from the from the banks. Um, and, and then because whatever is, is there, the tenants go in and then they pay pretty much everything. We now delve into the nuts and bolts of his property development strategy. So my strategy is uh, pretty much straightforward. So what I do is, I go into some these suburbs where people think they are the worst suburbs that are not very expensive. So, uh, for, but I look for uh, properties that have got uh, a twist. When I say a twist is, for instance, there's the house and a, a very old house sitting there on a, on a very big block of land. So what I do is I make sure I do all the feasibility to make sure that I can build depending on what is permissible in that area. But most of the time is when there's the existing house, I end up putting two or three houses at the back or four houses depending on the on, on the space. So because there's an existing house that comes with the land, that, that's, where, that's why I continuously make money out of it. Uh, because I've, I've realized if I just buy land and, and then build, there, there isn't much share profit to be made. So if I buy an old house on an existing block of land, build one or two at the, at, at the back, uh, renovate the existing house, and then at the end, I've got choices of what I need to do. There's multiple exit strategies. So 
you know, I can set it as a as a DA site, or I can I can go on to build and then look at whether I'm keeping three, I'm keeping one, or what 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 am I exactly doing? So that that is my my simplest strategy that I I, I I've been executing throughout. When it comes to finding these properties with which to execute his property development strategy. Malay lets us know how he does it. So most of these properties are everywhere. So the way I find it is I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very soft-spoken. So I, I tend to create friends easily. So I, I, normally, I normally talk to real estate agents and, and, and make friendship from them. Uh, once, once I purchase something from them, for instance, I'll say, look, I'm going to buy this from you. I'm going to develop, and then you're gonna sell it again. So, so that means you know they've managed to get money from the initial purchase, and they'll also buy money. They'll get money from from the sales of 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 the new product, and then and then on top of that, I'll say uh, whatever I'm gonna keep, you you're gonna manage it. So so because of that. When when I'm looking for my next deal, I just tell them, guys, this is what I'm looking for. In the next three months, I'll be ready to purchase. Do you mind running around and looking for these deals? And most of the deals are off-market deals that are not even advertised on the internet. So that, that's how I get my deals, both for myself and, and my clients as a, as a buyer's agent. And also for them, because they know they are dealing with a, with a serious buyer, they, they, they do not have to market you know they don't have to spend advertising fees and go to open homes and and and, and all that stuff so, so it's a it's a it's a win-win situation for them and and for their client who is actually selling so and then it's a win-win situation for me as well because i don't need to run around looking for properties with properties in so many different areas across australia Malaya tells us about how he manages to handle the different councils. To, to be able to manage those areas is uh, because of the client's requirements. So I've found that most of my clients, that's where they, they, they are looking at investing. So the most challenging part is when I'm starting to, to investigate and getting to know the area. Once I, it, it takes me maybe about two to three days to, to get to know everything about that individual council. And once I know about it, that that's that that's all I, I that's all I need to do. And there are there are not there are not many councils. So if I do one or two deals, that's how I actually get to know everything about that uh, individual area. He lets us know about the current projects he's working on at the moment and what his plans are for them. So right now in uh, Tasmania, I've got a, an an eight uh, villa development site. With, uh, with two existing houses. So there's two existing houses and uh, I'm building eight, eight units. They, they are called units there. Um, so that uh, project is now, uh, we are waiting for the construction certificate, which is called CC. Uh, looking at uh, construction starting in uh, January, February next year. And then uh, I've got, I, I also manage sites for, for other clients. For instance, a client who, 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 who get a site for a client, uh, they say they don't have time, they don't have the expertise, but however, they've got all the money. So all, all I do is I find the site, do the due diligence, the client buys it, and then they say, can you manage this for us? 
So I managed the entire process from uh, acquisition, due diligence, until we actually build. And then at the end, depending whether they want to keep, sell or whatever, I help the client throughout the entire process. So I've got about three deals going on right now in uh, Tasmania. And then um, I've got one development for myself in uh, Wollongong where I actually negotiated. I, I, I've never done this, but I think through my skills, I negotiated on a piece of land that was supposed to be sold for 375. Uh, I ended up buying it for 300K. And then uh, I am building a duplex on there. So, so these are the type of strategies whereby at the end of the entire project, I am going to keep the two duplexes and then, um, you know, they'll be positively geared. Even if I pull all, all my money that I would put in there, it will be still be positively geared and then I'll be able to finish off or go and do other projects somewhere else. In regards to this excellent negotiation, Malaya tells us about how he managed to successfully bring the price of the land down to such an extent. So I, I am a very good negotiator and um, if, if, if I don't get what I want, I just, I just walk away. So, so, what I, so what happened in this instance was um, they, they wanted 375k for the site and I said, look, I, I, I am willing to give you 350K. And then they said, well, just forget it. I said, okay, fine. But when things change, please let me know. So I just, I just walked away. And then I think a month later, they said, oh, we remember you wanted to buy that site for 350. It's still there. Are you willing to purchase? I said, oh, yeah, I am. But my circumstances have actually changed now. I am only willing to buy 300K now. And then they said, well, that, that can't be. And remember, the property market had, had also dipped. So, yeah, no one was actually buying. So I said, okay, if you can't, if I can't get it at 300, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you, you, you can sell it to someone else. They said, oh, well, there are other buyers. I said, also, well, why can't you sell to them? So, and then I think two months passed by and the agent rang me and said, Sanders, if you are willing that uh, that property is there on the market, now you can get it for 300K. I said, whoa, mate, that's it. So I jumped onto the car, drove there and they signed the paperwork. So I think it was someone who was really motivated and I think the, the mortgage was starting to eat into their pockets. So I think they, somehow they just wanted to get rid of it. Getting things done on time requires finding the right workers for the job, such as builders, and Malay has an excellent technique for doing just that. So to, to mitigate risk, the way I manage the process is, um, you know, getting referrals of uh, very, very good professionals in that, in that area that I'm doing a development. So first of all, I interview a few, um, I can talk to real estate agents, I can talk to solicitors, I can talk to any other professional in that area. For instance, if I need a builder. So they will, I'll, I'll get different answers from different people. And then uh, I'll go on to investigate further about that builder in terms of them showing me what type of stuff they've built. And then I also ask for references, like maybe two, three references of people that they built for. 
so that I can ring them to find out about their satisfaction rates. Um, so I may interview three builders in that particular area and dependent on what information I get, that's how I actually get to hire professionals. But I find that anyone that has been referred by another professional, for instance, a lawyer, they are, uh, they are quite, uh, they, they will never refer me to someone who is actually quite bad. So that's how I, I actually get to group in professionals from town planners, architects, you know, builders, uh, name it. That, that's how I actually pro pro progressively make sure I, I minimize risk. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into the reason behind why Sanders Malaya became a property investor and a buyer's agent. Number two is uh, financial freedom. I, I don't need to think about where my next dollar is going to come from uh, by building cash flow properties. Something which had changed greatly for him over the years. And that's how I actually gain, gain confidence and, and also the trust that I get from people that I actually work with. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. For Malaya, something that has changed for him over the years is his confidence when it comes to property investing and acting as a buyer's agent. I think what has really changed for me is being able to believe myself, being able to execute every single strategy that I actually think of, and, 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 and having the knowledge to do things. Like I can walk into an, an, an office and the language that I, I present and the way I talk to people, the way I do things, and that's how I actually gain, gain confidence. And, and also the trust that I get from people that I actually work with. And uh, when, 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 when people constantly come to me for advice for this and that, then I realize I'm actually doing the right thing. And uh, also the other confidence is built through getting referrals from my, my, my previous clients saying, well, uh, you did a good job for us. We are going to refer so-and-so to you. And when they come to me, they are already qualified because, you know, they are referred by someone who, 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 who they already trust. So, um, I mean, they, you still have to make sure all the boxes are ticked. You still need to mitigate risk. But if you know what you are doing, that's how you actually continuously gain confidence. We then go on to find out the reasons behind why he does what he does. So my why is uh, number one. Um, number one on the list is, um, you know, to, to, to have my time back. I, I need to, to be able to work when I need to work. Uh, number two is uh, financial freedom. I, I don't need to think about where my next dollar is going to come from uh, by building cash flow properties. And, you know, just being able to travel when I need to travel and, uh, you know, looking at my family, in, in spending more time with my family, uh, traveling, as I said, if I needed to travel. But more importantly, you know, being able to help others. When I see other people, you know, changing their lives uh, through property investing, um and and not 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 only that like if you have got surplus money to help other underprivileged people that that to me is is actually my why that that's why i it's every day is a 
it's a it's a motivation for me. Over the course of his property investing journey, Malaya has had many mentors and read many books which have helped him. So pretty much I had a mentor for every education program that I had. I, I never I never had a I never had a single mentor that 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 that, that I had. And and also the support of the community, you know, you, you could bring other students or other people that are doing developments. Yeah, but in 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 in, in case of a coach, uh, I can say every coach that I have actually learned through has been my my inspiration. There's so many books that I can think of, but uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad is one of the books that changed my life. <laughs> It's, a, it's, it's just a simple book. It doesn't talk about uh, property investing as such, but it's just the mindset. It's just changing the way you actually think. And uh, of late, I've been reading one of the most interesting books. I don't know if you have read about this one. It's called The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur. It's about the seven secrets to becoming fearless, stress-free, and unshakable in business and in life. Is by Pauline Nguyen. Malaya goes on to tell us a little bit more about a book that has made an impact on him. So this book is all about mindset. It's about, you know, when we wake up every day, you think you can do this. This is too hard. You know, you look at yourself, you you are never motivated. So it talks about things that, that can fulfill your everyday goals. So from when you wake up in the morning, uh, you know what 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 you need to do. It talks about exercises. Uh, you know, it talks about refining happiness. What do you mean? What 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 is happiness? And then uh, you know, it's not all about money. It's about people around you. And then uh, who do you align yourself with? So and then uh, it talks about what is freedom. What do you call freedom? And what 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 do you call success? So there's a lot of things about this book that I actually like. And whenever I am down and not to my scratch, if I read any of the pages, it 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 does inspire me a lot. He tells us about some of the personal habits he believes contributes to his success and improves his life. So my my personal habits is um so so first of all. I, I I realize that if you align yourself with people of the same mindset, uh, people that do the same stuff, you tend to uh, you know be successful because every day you know you talk about positive things. There's nothing negative. So I've tried to align myself with that. So I've lost a lot of friends around the way, which which is good and which is bad. But it, I think it has more positives than than negatives. And then, uh, then the second thing is uh, exercise. So every day, I, I I make sure I do some any form of exercise. But number one, I like I like cycling a lot. Uh, so I can cover maybe ten to twenty kilometers on a given day. Um, and then uh, at, at 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 home, if I'm too lazy, I just go onto a treadmill. And this this is the time when I'm when new ideas come up. When I'm doing all those exercises, my mind becomes fresh. And then um, my family values. I am just myself. I'm never, you know. I just keep low. Uh, and um, yeah, I just smile every day. That 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 that's that, that's all I need. 
Although in the past, Malay might have told himself being successful would be impossible, especially as a migrant to a new country, these days he knows that it's exactly the opposite. Everything is possible as long as you have got uh, a peg in the sand. Everything is, is possible if you have got a why. Everything is possible when you execute and follow exactly what you learn. He also tells us what he is most excited about in the next five years on his property journey. So what, what, what I'm excited about is number one, um, I am entirely leaving my nursing job next year. And uh, this has been in the plan for the previous two, three years. And I'm calling it quits in June next year. Um, and then uh, the second one is that um, I've got a bias agent business that I'm actually helping a lot of people invest in positive cash flow properties. I don't look at negative gearing. Uh, I don't like negative gearing for a number of reasons. Uh, positive cash flow, it gives you financial freedom. It actually, uh, you know, doesn't tie you to your five for, for it doesn't tie you to your nine to five job. Uh, you can have enough time to spend with your family. And then uh, number three is that I'll, I'm going to continue doing my uh, proper developments and then uh, yeah, just enjoy life. So tell me, how much of your success is due to your skill, intelligence and hard work and how much of it is because of luck? Uh, I don't believe in luck myself. There's nothing called luck. You know, we are all given the same opportunities in this universe. That's, that's, that's what I believe. Uh, the way we react to everyday challenges, the way we react to the world, that's, that's what makes a difference to, to everyone else. So majority of my success is through sheer hard work, uh, is, is through a sheer determination and, and having a goal in mind to say this is, this is what I actually want to achieve. Without that, you you are just dreaming, and also making sure you cut on 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 stuff that you know that is actually dragging you behind. For those of you who like to get in contact with Malaya, you can do so through the following avenues. So the best way to find me is to go to my website www.musisaproperty.com, or you can reach me uh, on my email address is info at musisaproperty.com.au or on my mobile number 043-15-77-620. Thank you to Sanders Malaya, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear his full story, simply visit propertyinvestory.com.au.